Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ED. Yo. Man. Can't get enough of these quarterbacks, man. Can't get enough of these quarterbacks. It's Fat Tuesday. We talking quarterbacks, man. <laughs> we going all the way up here. What's really going on? This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Uh, as we mentioned, um, Pro Football Talk had some interesting things to say about Jimmy G. We'll get into that. Also, this will be a mailbag show. Uh, my man ED went on Twitter and a lot of you guys sent in your questions, so we'll try to get to as many of those questions as we possibly can uh, throughout this pod. Um, and so, yeah, that, that that's what's on the agenda. But first, we got to remind you, of course, that this podcast is presented by Bet the fine folks at Bet Online. If I can find the uh, read here, okay. All right, here we go. All right, here, here we go. There's that. There's that, <laughs> There's that part. Okay. Well, almost almost read the wrong read. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline covers awards. TV shows, reality TV reality as well. But online has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And, of course, the 24-hour online casino. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your sportsbook experts. Um, Let's get to... Uh, we're gonna are we gonna bury the lead here. No, let's not bury the lead. All right. Um. So over at Pro Football Talk, everybody everybody uh-huh. knows, knows who those guys are. Um. Something came up today about Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and it'll be tomorrow by the time you guys listen to this. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyways, um, fine folks over at 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 Pro Football Talk, uh, basically saying. Niners may eventually cut Jimmy Garoppolo um, instead of rolling the dice on him again. I'll, hear, I'll, I'll read from the article. Here's my prediction. The 49ers won't eventually roll the dice with Garoppolo again, not at his current contract. And since they won't be able to trade the contract, they'll eventually cut Garoppolo, taking a cap charge of only $2.8 million. Um, and, of course, with this, they have the luxury of being able – there's no dates on this, right? Like some guys, it has to be before – you know, if you if you have them on the roster past a certain date, then you owe them so much money. Uh, with the 49ers, um, they have time, right? So it doesn't have to be – it doesn't have to be an abrupt move. They can wait for something to unfold um, before they decide to, to go ahead and cut ties with Jimmy G. This is the prediction uh, for from Mike Florio over at uh, Pro Football Talk. Uh, what say you, Ed? Um, well, you, you know, back before all of this started, when things were going well for the Niners and heading to the playoffs and all this stuff, what did I always say? John did a great job. I mean, I was like he was GM in his ass off when he set up that contract. 
um, because you have a contract where it doesn't kill you. It doesn't kill your cap. You don't have a bunch of dead money if you got rid of the quarterback, if you weren't happy with your quarterback. So they, they set that up, and I was like, that's a good deal because you don't know. But because you have a contract that does not obligate the team to the quarterback, the most important position, as we know, all of these questions are going to constantly come up because you can get rid of him without an issue. It's always going to be the question, will you get rid of him? And, you know, and a lot of this stuff, man, these guys go out here and they say these things, so they, you know, it's, it's clickbait for them. And right now, if you talk about Garoppolo, you talk about the, the Niners with the expectations of this upcoming season, it's an easy way to get people going. And that's what these guys are doing. Let me throw it out there and see if it sticks. Uh, because the way you put it out there and the way he says this is if they find somebody better, they're going to get rid of him. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, that's every player on the team. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of riding, riding the fence a little bit, right? And and yes, it, it's yes. also it's also something we talked about too as well. And and because the whole part, a major component of this is Jimmy G's no trade clause, right? Which which yeah. is doesn't go away until after the end of the twenty one season. Well, you you do know I said there's no such thing as a no cut clause. Yeah, but there exactly <laughs> there there is a there, there's no such thing as a no cut clause, right? So. So if if there was a situation where the 49ers could get, you know, say Deshaun Watson, I mean, who knows, right? Um <laughs> then as opposed to Jimmy having to sign off on a trade to be traded to Houston this that and the other, you know, they could have go ahead and acquire Watson and end up cutting Jimmy and the cut the, the the cap hit isn't going to be that much as Florio pointed out, it's just too it's it's just yeah. 2.8 million. So in theory, yeah, then you're struggling to fit. so in theory that's going to be that's going to happen. So if you want to say something, say, okay, they're going to cut Jimmy. They're going to cut Jimmy, and they're going to get a different quarterback. Um, but, okay, if they don't get another – if they if they get a quarterback, then they're going to let Jimmy go. Well, we know that. I already know that, um, but, but I don't I don't see that happening. I, I, I don't think – I don't think you're going to draft – you're not going to draft a, a quarterback and then get rid of Jimmy um, because th- there's nobody in the draft that's going to come in and that's going to perform better for you next season than Jimmy would. If you're if you're seriously trying to win a Super Bowl, like there there's no there's no no rookie is about to go win the Super Bowl for for the Niners. Interesting, so, interesting. You say that um, because uh, in in one of the latest mock drafts, um, I know how much you love your mock drafts, Ed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They you know what they, I mean? <laughs> they had someone had uh, the Niners taking Trey Lance, the North Dakota State quarterback. Okay. Uh, at twelve, um, okay, which doesn't necessarily mean he would be the starter. I mean, you could sit, you could oh, sit yeah, him for a little bit. You can, you can still ride with Jimmy, and you know, before it'd be exactly. a year plan or whatever, exactly. what have you. Um, but I, I thought, I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. Well, I mean, if you do decide to draft a quarterback, and you should, if you are looking at a player, the quarterback position is. Too important, and you know I say you should draft one every single year, at least every other year, because it's too hard to find one. So if you see someone that you identify as the guy that can be your quarterback here in the next few years, and you also remember this is what scouts do. They look at the other guys, too, that will be coming out next year. There's, there's a scouting department that's looking at – they know these guys – they chart these guys back from high school. 
and they know who's where and who's going to be coming up and should be performing and playing at the next level at these Power 5 schools and at all these schools. So if we're looking at a guy and you're saying that in the next two to three years, we don't see anybody that we think is going to be a better prospect than this group of guys right here, if you have an opportunity to grab one at 12, if this is a guy that you think could be a future guy, that's fine. That does not mean that he's going to be your starter next year. That does not mean that he's remotely ready to be your starter. Um, but you, you get that player. I, I, that's, 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 I, so I'm okay with that if you decide to do it. I've always said if that's your quarterback, get your quarterback. I'm, I'm okay with that um, when, you, when we're talking about the draft. Now, Deshaun Watson, I want Deshaun Watson off of somebody else's team. Well, he's not your quarterback. You had a chance to get him. Now he, he's out of your price range. If you start talking about what you know, what is rumored to go there, so that 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 right there doesn't make sense to me. But if you if you have to have that quarterback, if you think this guy's someone you can do, and you still feel that you can get the other areas that you need to help you grow as a team and win a championship, then there you go. But I, I, I'm still in, I'm still in the mindset that you can win. Jimmy's good enough. Um, I, I guess you can upgrade at that position. I'm not giving you the house to upgrade because I got too many other things that I need to do. Yeah, I I think we I think we kind of see this in a similar vein. Um, I don't I don't know that. Let's just say there's breaking news, right? And there's earth shattering news, right? Like I don't know if this is earth shattering, right? Like this is this is somewhat a, a protective element that the Niners have in their back pocket if they want to address the quarterback situation this offseason. Yeah. And so, um, that being said, it's you know either you go out and get a guy or you keep Jimmy. But if you go out and get a guy, you have the luxury, so to speak, of being able to cut Jimmy. With a cap hit of just about you know two point eight as opposed to you know whatever uh, whatever excessive amount you know the Eagles would have to deal with if they were to cut Carson Wentz it's it's up near like fifty million or something like that if, if they were to cut him that the cap hit that they would take so so you have this protection uh, in your back pocket if, if you're the Niners so I, I and I think I mean I think we talked about this you know previously in, in, in other pods um, but the fact that I, I would that, I would say a nauseam is a term you should use. Is that how we talked about it? That's how much we talked about this. I'm over. I'm truly over talking about it. But since we're doing a podcast, I know I have to (laughs) because because all of this what if you you know I hate this. I, I, I don't I don't know how many shows, but but I do know the season doesn't start till month nine, and right now we're in month yeah. two. So I and just, you know just you know just... you know I hate fantasy football. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what this is. This time of year is fantasy football. All this what if, and everybody knows everything, and it and you know that's why I just I like the real football, the real game, so that you can just look at things and see what's going on. You know because. Fantasy football had Nick Mullins as the franchise quarterback. Hey, you saw the graphics. You saw the graphics. Yeah, yeah that's what fantasy football says, that, mm-hmm. he, that he's a franchise quarterback, that you can put him up there with some of the greats. Um, real football says, no, nah, dog, nah. <laughs> that's what it said? <laughs> he ain't that. that what that's it? what real football says. <laughs> that's what so, it said. <laughs> so, this, so, this, so this right now, where we're talking to these guys, talking about they're going to they're gonna cut Jimmy. Okay, it, it, it makes perfect sense, and the contract is set up to do so if you have a replacement. Um, who's the replacement? 
We don't have a replacement. At what cost? Energy draft a guy that I don't think that's I don't think that's your current replacement. So you still need Jimmy. Yeah, and so, and, and also what we talked about if if you're if you're going back and forth between Wentz and Donald right now, obviously Donald is the more team favorable contract as opposed to Wentz because Wentz is going to you know, pro- keep you from, from being able to put money in other places, right, with with the, with the yeah, big contract that he with, has. Yeah. What, you're going to end up with, with 30, and you cut Jimmy, you're, you're going to have 33, $34 million in, your, in the quarterback position yeah. next, next year. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into the mailbag now. Um, and you sent out a tweet, ED, and, and so let's just get into some of the responses here. Uh, this first one from at Anrod84. Just wondering if at R. Haylock will pay first-class tickets for his mom and baby when sending them to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> and can can one of the current tight ends on the roster replace Juice? I think Juice probably will, will have to be let go to strengthen other positions. All right, well, to answer the first part of that uh, question, Ann Rod. I'm um, not sure that I'll necessarily pay first-class tickets for them to get I to Houston. <laughs> but... Uh, we'll make sure they're nice and comfortable and coach, and we'll also send, you know, some great California delicacies, you know, once or twice a year. Um, and I'll visit, too. I love Houston. I'll visit. I'll visit. I'll go down to Papa Do's. Uh As far as the second part of your question, uh, can one of the current tight ends on the roster replace Juice? What do you think, E.D.? Um, can one of the – well, I think they can, they can find someone to replace Juice, yes. Um, it may not necessarily be one of the current tight ends, um, but can you get someone to do that job? Yes, I do believe so. Uh, it. But where are you going to find a fullback? I mean, there are no fullback. He's literally the only fullback in the NFL right now. Is is Juice, well, right? which, which, which is why it's, it's not that you know that I've said before. It's not that everyone talks about the importance of that position on the 49ers team and the 49ers offense. And I, and you know, I've told you several times. If that were the case, you'd have more than one. So you can find somebody else to do that job, or you can work around that job. You can you can design your offense around that. I don't think it's as big as everyone's trying to make it out to be. Yeah, we saw them have to work around it uh, the season before when Juice got hurt and uh, Ross Dwelly actually got stuck in there, and he was doing a lot of you know he was doing some of the stuff. Um, but then at the same time, you saw Shanahan kind of go away from from some of that stuff as well. Look, there's no question when Juice is in, he makes an impact, right? And and, and he's he allows Shanahan to do certain things with him in the lineup that, you know, he can't do without him in the lineup. That said, um, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know what the price tag is going to be, but, I like, at what point does does Juice price out, right? Like, that, I guess that's where I, I would go Juice to prices, first, right?
is your ability to entice someone else to want you. That's it. That's what you put on film. You, are, you, put, you, you put something on film that, that makes other people want you. Every single week, I hit the field knowing that it was an open audition. The teams that I'm playing against, you, you want them to want you on their team. That, that's, how, that's how you do it because that right there determines your value. No, and it gives you negotiating power. Remember, nobody is paid what they're worth. You get paid what you negotiate, what you are what you're able to negotiate. Juice, you just tell me there's only one pullback, not only on the team but around the league. So, what's your what's your negotiating stance? What, what you you gonna threaten to leave and do what? Play special teams? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, there there would have to be an offer out there somewhere, right? Um, yeah. For him to, for that to happen. Um. All right. Uh. Let's see. moving on. This is from the Gibster. Okay. Uh. I, I won't be so long-winded on this one. Can, but I, that that one only gets. Stupid. I mean, this this, this 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 I I can't touch this one. So I don't know if you have okay. anything. This way, this might be one we have to table and come back to. But, um, uh-huh. which ways? Can you discuss the different ways in which the 49ers handled the end of the first half in last year's Super Bowl versus the Chiefs versus what happened in this year's Super Bowl? Um, end of the first half in the Niners Super Bowl. Okay. I, I don't yeah, – do, do you have the – because I, I would have to go back and watch – What happened at the, the end of the first half? I'd have to go back and watch the Trump. I, 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 I'm, I, I, and I ain't raised so much of that out of my mind. What happened? Yeah, yeah I, would, I would have to go. I, I, I know I, the Niners were leading at the half, right? Yeah, I, I remember Kittle had that catch, non-catch opportunity uh, up the boundary. Oh, that's um, right, when they called the offensive P.I., Yeah, right? offensive P.I. Okay. I believe that was at the end of the first half. Uh, okay. But versus what happened with the Chiefs this year. In the, I mean, by halftime, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't it over at, by halftime this year? Uh, and what happened with the Chiefs this time? What did the did – the, um, did the, um, Buccaneers score something? Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, know, yeah, we're going to have to table that one. We're going to table this one. Yeah, we're going to table this one. We're going to table this one and figure out, figure out actually what happened, and then we'll have to answer this one on another Yeah, so, yeah. But appreciate appreciate the question. Uh, at the Gibster. Uh, at Sin, at Cinnamon Kiss. Um, Trent Williams. That, that's it. Just Trent Williams. Um, Obviously, well, I'll start. I'll start with this one. I mean, obviously, he's okay. important, right? I mean, you didn't trade for him to not want to resign him or not have plans to resign him, right? So, I, I, I would think he and, and and there was nothing that I saw last year that would make me think that um, they wouldn't want to do so after seeing him. Uh, in all honesty, I'm a little surprised the extension hadn't come before now. Um, to to be perfectly honest, but. Uh, I believe, I mean, I would have to think he's certainly in their, if not necessarily long-term plans, at least immediate short-term plans, um, and that the, it'll be imperative. Look, I mean, you're going to have to pay the man, right? So I would think it's imperative to get something done with him. Um, I mean, he's a premier guy at one of the most important positions in the entire league. 
So you 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 gonna have to you gonna have to sell it up. You gonna have to figure that out. And and that and that's the other thing. Like that goes back to everything that we talked about, right? As far as like quarterback position and bringing this guy in and that guy in or whatever. Like you still have to pay. Like how we went to last offseason talking about Kittle. Like this offseason, like you're going to have to pay Trent. And then after you pay Trent, you're kind of gonna have to figure out, you know, some of the other pieces. Uh, in my opinion, what, what do you think? Uh, yeah, well, you know what? I mean, he's a he's a rare commodity. You just you just said that. Now, b- before I talk about this rare commodity, I want to talk about another place first, though, where you can find those rare commodities. I, I got I'm gonna take a little bit of a moment right here and talk about our new sponsor, eBay. And so whether whether you're talking about red rare dead stock or the latest releases, you can go there and you can find the exact shoe that you are looking for. Uh, and it's the original marketplace. Everyone knows that eBay is the place to go. You can cop the cop any pair of shoes you've been eyeing that you've been looking for. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee on your sneakers, you know that they are meticulous, meticulously inspected, and they use independent professional authenticators. That's important. People know this. They have a team of experienced sneaker authenticators. They verify the box, the logo, the stitching. They have a dozen other inspection points that they go through. Each sneaker also receives that authenticity guarantee tag, and it, it, that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. That's important. And they also the sellers. They give you verified uh, return process. So, so know that. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated that selling fee on any sneakers 100 plus. So that makes it free for you to sell and flip that collection, which we know a lot is happening out there with that in that market game. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. All right? eBay is the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. A uh, special shout-out to eBay. So appreciative of them joining the pod and grateful for this partnership yeah. with them. Uh, and yeah. as far now, as let's... the sneakers go, man, you yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, man. I mean, some of the prices for these things. I was just talking about it the other day with one of my boys. Whoo! Man. Anyways. <laughs> uh, about... so, so when you put the money in, you want to make certain it's authentic. Now, back to Trent Williams and that rare commodity. You got a guy. It is, it's you had the fortune of drafting a Joe Staley that could be that anchor for so many years and set a standard and a tone up there and be one of those guys. We had, we understand the importance of that position. Um, and you were able to get Trent Williams on your squad for a steal to have the opportunity to have him on there. Uh, you know, the, the, he, he wanted to get out of that dumpster fire. He got out. You were able to make it work. Got him on your squad. Now keep him. That one, I, I, I can get why they haven't worked it out because I'm sure they're trying to figure out where the salary cap is going to be, where, where it's going to fall, you know, what's the jump going to be and how you write up that contract accordingly. But I would, it, it, it would, to me, seems silly to not find a way to work that out. Um, because if you don't, the, the, the other option, this is the only, the only way I would even have some pause is if there is a guy coming out right now that you think could be that anchor. You could have him on a rookie contract for the next five years. Do you think he's ready to come in and play and be that type player? If, if you see that, then I completely understand not putting all of that money into Trent Williams 
Um, you, you know, just like, hey, the organization found Joe Staley. If you think you found the next guy that can be an anchor for a decade or more like that, and you do, you draft him. You draft him. Another one of those reasons why I say you can't just throw away three, four, five draft picks like people have been saying. Give up whatever to get this guy. You can't do that. Not if you're truly trying to build, to, to sustain winning and build something. You know, to, everyone, everyone keeps talking. Because how often have if you, if you get a certain player, you get Watson, then, you, you know, you're going you're gonna to be continue for Super Bowl for the next 10 years. Not, not if he doesn't have a, a left tackle. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, if, not if you don't have pass rushers. Not if you don't have safeties that can make plays in the middle of the field. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? I, I hear you. Those other aspects are important. How do you get those? And, you know, you know the, everyone out there that keeps coming at me that, Draft capital is overrated anyway, and and look at the mistakes that they've made and all that. But you got to be in a position to make the mistakes. So I said I wasn't going to make this long-winded, but yes, I think you should you should sign Trent Williams. Other the only thing that would stop me from signing Trent Williams is what I just said. The 12th pick of the draft. Do I think, and that's a high enough pick. Do I think I can find that anchor? and have him on that contract because now that saves money to do a lot of other things and bring in other players that, that you know, that you can use to fill out um, that roster that you need to, to win it all. And that may not be out of the realm of possibility. I mean, I, and one thing that we know about Lynch is with those first-round picks, he typically, li- he typically likes to go big in, in terms of yeah. O-line or D-line. So, uh, that may that may not be out of the realm of, of possibility. Uh, next one is from at Cast Brown ninety. Why is Kyle so arrogant? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you, you want me to answer that one? I'm sure. I'll tell you why. Because he is a head football coach. People understand every person involved with an NFL organization on the coaching staff, on the field of, of play as players, they're all alphas. You got alpha males. You have confident alphas in those positions. It's not for the meat. So it's not a, it's not about being cocky. It's just it, it's a confidence that borders on arrogance. It's a belief that what I'm doing is right and that I am going to win, that I am going to get the job done, that I am the man for the job, and that I am better than the other guy. It's just a part of the people that are involved on the football side of of this business. You don't have that same mindset on the administrative side, but on the football side of it, it's, it's, it's the gladiator sport and the people that are involved in it, you're wired that way. And you have to watch that when you're a coach, if you're trying to lead men, you can't get their timid trying to lead a, a gang of 53 alphas. <laughs> How do you think that's going to work? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's why he's wired that way. It's not, he's not cocky. It's, it's, it's an inherent confidence that you have to have to be in those positions you, you you can't hope that you can get it done you have to every part of your being has to ooze 
that this is who I am and this is what we do and this is how it's going to get done. You have to confidently, it has to be a part of you. You can't, you can't manufacture that. You can't fabricate it. So that's what I think. How about you? No, I, I think everything that you just pointed out, I mean, the fact that, that he – he is a head football coach. He's been around the game for so long. Uh, even his dad was a head coach um, in, in NFL and, and won Super Bowls. So I, I think maybe there's a little bit of that as well in the sense that, you know, it like like it's in my genes, you know. Um, and, and so I, I think there's some to that. And then and there's also, I mean, we talk about it with coaches all the time. Um, you know, they all – they all think that we can. They all think that they can fix this player. This player will, will be okay in their system, or or this play would. This play is going to work, right? You you're just not executing it. Think things of that nature. And so I, I, I don't. I, I hate to use the word arrogance. Um, I mean there there's obviously an extreme confidence there, but I mean you just look. I mean, you just look look down south to the Rams, right? And and Sean McVay and Jared Goff, right? Like McVay literally clearly thought Jared Goff was holding him and his offense back, right? Like, these plays work on the, on, on the, on the chalkboard. Like, 16, yeah, you got to execute exactly. them, you know? And so, yeah, there's – It's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do, do it. I know this works. I, I know this works. I've seen it work, and you just described it. Like, look, I, this is what I was taught. It's in my DNA. This is how I was raised. My dad did it in one championship. I know it's worked. I've done it in other places. I've seen it win. I know it'll work. So that's so that's where that comes from. And again, it's just it's just it's confidence. Confidence comes from doing. And he's like, I've done this. I know it works. So you can't tell me it doesn't, and I'm not going to allow you to tell me it does. And that can be viewed as arrogance. Uh, these last three. Uh, or these next three, I should say, are probably all kind of within the same vein in terms of free okay. a- in terms in terms of free agents, in terms of JJ Watt. Um, so we got a D Mania forty nine at at D Mania forty nine at Joe Jack ninety five at J Sand eighty three. Um, all right, so I'll, I'll we'll, we'll do it one one I guess one step at a time, right? JJ okay. Watt. Okay. Um, do you think yeah, that's my group? Remember on the pod after our pod we were talking. We were, yeah. Really, it was was a, that last week? Or I think so. Ago, I yeah, you. I yeah. I, you know, I, cra- I cracked yeah. up when 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 he got released. I mean, not because he got released, but I was like, oh wow, we literally just talked about this. Um, but I remember I told you I said I, I said I, I I wouldn't be shocked as if they tried to make something when everyone's talking about Watson. I said I said I wouldn't be shocked if why. And you know, and look, and look what's happening. But anyway, but now, so, but what's your question? Uh, so JJ Watt, what, what do you is is he? Do you think he could be a possibility for the Niners? I, as, as soon as he got released, uh, our buddy, our buddy Matt Mayoko came out and said it like it's not going to happen. Um, so what I what I would say is, do do you agree with that? The fact that it won't happen with the Niners. Um, or is it a possibility that they 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 could land him? Um, um I, yes, there's a possibility. I think there's a possibility, and that's why I thought about it in the first place. Because number one, there's there's the assumption that um, JJ uh, has you know what he's gonna he's gonna warrant top dollar. Well, you, you know what? That's well, he's got cut. 
So I don't have to trade for any contract. He's got cut. He's unemployed. So I can say, this is what we are able to offer you, and we can do it incentive-wise. We can figure some other things out and all these things that, because we're going to try to get the value. Or not, remember, you're not paid what you're worth. You're paid what you can negotiate. And his negotiating power, even J.J. Watt and the things that he's done and the MVPs that he's run, it's not the same right now because he's, he's no longer on the contract. So he's got to work to get a new contract. And that's where those other offers are. Now, some now someone else may be making you this crazy offer. Okay, take it. Go play there. But what are your odds and chances of winning the championship? Let's be realistic. You've known your career and how you've been and the injuries you've had. How much longer do you think? What's your best shot at winning one? Where do you think that that, that, that is? And then how much do you want to play? This is, this is what we're offering you. This is what we think that you can do. And these are the snaps that we are willing to give you, and, and, and this is the way, the way we think we can utilize your, your time. So I don't think it's out of, the, out of the realm of possibility because if I would think that J.J. Watt is going to look at the areas and say, what are my best chances of winning a championship? That is going to come into play. The other is, do I really want to play with my brother? Because I always thought that would have been a cool thing to be able to play with my brothers like that. Because I know how close I was to some of my teammates, and how much it meant with some of some of the guys that you know that just became my friends, and playing with them and, and the things that we went through. But to have my sibling there, that would have been—I mean, that would have just been outright awesome to be able to do that and go to work and, and play this game um, at, at at this level. I would have loved to do that. So those those are that's the thing about it. So. The 49ers can't give him a brother, but they can give him a shot at a championship. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you from that standpoint. I, mean, a lot, I guess a, there's a notion out there that Cleveland may actually be the leader in the clubhouse right now to acquire his services. I I just think that, I mean, if if it's something incentive-laden, like you mentioned, I think that obviously works for the Niners. But aside from that, I mean, depending on what kind of money he's trying to get, um, you know, and, and the money apparently that's out there being offered to him, uh, I just don't know that that is in line with what the Niners have going on. Um, mm-hmm. Because you still got the whole Trent Williams thing unresolved. You still got your quarterback situation somewhat unresolved. Um, and then so you got to be careful where where you throw the rest of your money at and and we've seen the Niners kind of have like a wait and see approach uh when it comes to free agency and so I think that would be like a bold move if you if you went out there and you offered him you know some big time contract um and so well, I, but that's just it. you don't have to well yeah there's, you, there's... you yeah you you don't have to and yeah. but then also with that you risk him not coming Right and uh, so uh, well, but but again, but, but well, I, it I depends. It depends saying. on the makeup, right? Because Sherm took the incentive yeah, laden contract, and, and, and it's really what JJ wants, and, and that's yeah. that's the answer. So, so I'm saying it's not. Out of, I'm just giving you. It's not out of the realm. That's my answer to the question. It's not out of the realm of possibility because it depends on what JJ wants. If JJ wants an opportunity to win a championship, you can. The, the 49ers can provide that for him before his career is over. They can provide him that. He can go to Cleveland. Cleveland ain't winning a championship, so that's. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't care. They're, they're not. They're not about to win a championship. So you can go there, 
but but you have to decide. And now they may pay you more money, so you have to decide. Again, that's one of those things. What what is it? Do you want the check and a few more, you know, a few more zeros, or do you want that? So so all of these things are on JJ, and he has to figure out what where is it going to be and how is it going to be. And then the other aspect of it, um, there's again, like I'm saying, there's the assumption. And, and I can hear it even in, in your voice. There's this assumption that somebody is going to pay him a bunch of money. Remember, he—it's—it's it, it's not like Trent Williams. Trent, Trent Williams was a free agent under contract, playing at this level, doing all of these things. JJ just got released. Remember, they—the league always uses whatever they can to reduce your salary. You, you, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman got released from the from the um, Seattle Seahawks. He came down to the 49ers and had all pro years, but he he did it at less money. Because he had gotten released. Yeah, no, that that that's that's a great point. I mean, he obviously the 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 MVP, the defensive player of the year that he was. You know, he he's he's still he's not that guy anymore, right? No. And so, and but but I think that's the that that's the other part of that part. too, right? that he was under was based on him being that guy. Yeah. A contract is a bridge over, you negotiate a bridge over what you've done and what you are expected to do. So now, what he, what you just did was got, you got cut. So that bridge is starting lower. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's starting a lot lower because because your last contract was MVP and let's see if that can sustain. That's a much higher bridge. So now you just got released and you got released and you weren't at an MVP level anymore, and you've been injured the last few years. So that, so that's what I'm saying. The starting point on that and the expectation is not going to be as high. Nobody is expecting him to be the MVP of the league anymore, but he can be a solid contributor. The 49ers can offer him a position to do that. So that's why, again, I say it's not – that's why, that's why I brought it up before he was even released. That's why you and I had that conversation. Because I was like, I'm just looking at a guy – that could be that bookend in crucial situations away from Bosa. Because at the end of the day, I mean, if, if, if you got 25, 30 important snaps that Jason can be in on opposite of Bosa, that could cause some people some problems. And yeah. he could see that as well. And he could also see that as saying, wait a minute, they, they I can't get double teamed because they're going to have to double team this other guy. I haven't had that in I don't know how long. So what could my numbers be? And how could that prop me back up to getting the MVP type money? Because I can, I may be able to put up those type numbers. See, that's what the 49ers offer. So you got to look at the entire business of it and, and, and the whole realm of what can happen and how it can affect the player as opposed to just going to go for the most money. Everybody always assumes you're going for the most money. And, and that's, why, that's why I said beginning, said at the end here. It's, he has to decide, do I have to play with my brother? Or do I want to try to win a championship? He's made money. He's gonna make good money regardless. So those, I think, those are the, that's the decision he has to make. Because he may say, "Hey, I can try to do both at Pittsburgh." Yeah, no, very, very, very true. And I and I think that um, I think that's why there, there's just so many layers to this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When and, and and a lot of and a lot of it, I think, depends on, like you said, what JJ wants, but also how he still views himself, right? Um, as a player in in the league, and so I think you know all all those things kind of all those things kind of come 
come into can play. I tell, can I tell you something? Let me tell you something. That doesn't matter anymore. How he views himself doesn't matter anymore. Those things matter when you're in your prime. Those things matter when you're out there balling out. Those things matter when you're under contract and you're a free agent and everything. When you get released, it doesn't matter how you view yourself. All of that is gone. It, it, it doesn't matter how you view yourself. What the league views you as is a guy that's not under contract that's been released. So everything that you're saying that you that you see yourself as, obviously you're not being seen as this person or you wouldn't have been released. So the league can see you that way. So, so that's why I say it doesn't matter how you see yourself when you've been released. So now it's about what, how, how do you negotiate the best job for yourself and you got to listen and see what's happening um, out, 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 in, out in the environment and in the landscape because you, it, it doesn't matter. That, that, that OJD, that MVP and all these things and, and what he thinks, it doesn't matter. What the league sees is a guy who just got released who's been hurt and missed how many games in the last two seasons? That's what, that's what the league so it's, it's funny when you, see this, you say that about J.J. Watt and his durability and what it is and all this stuff and everything. But if we, if we change that name to Jimmy Garoppolo, who on the field and healthy, balled out, took a team to the Super Bowl. But you're like, but what comes up is like, oh, he's been hurt and he stays hurt and he can't do this. JJ's really good, but he's healthy. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> so that's, that's that, no, that, that's that, that's a fair point. Um, this, this is the Believe in Forty ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Feel free to get involved in the conversation. I'm at R Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore, and on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore Bump and Run. Uh, make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, should Niner fans, ED, be more interested in what the team can do to resign guys like Trent Williams and Kwan Williams and Jason Verrett as opposed to trading for the likes of a Watson or a Watt? Yes. I think you should be more interested in that. I am, I am still on it. I've, I've said it before. Um, I'll say it again. It's all sexy to go out and say, we, you know, we have this opportunity and you do whatever because a 25-year-old quarterback doesn't hit the market. You're right. All of that sounds, I get it. But you were you were in the mindset, everybody, everybody involved was in the mindset that this team was a few pieces away from winning it all. And the quarterback wasn't one of the pieces that you said you just had to blow out. You didn't didn't think that. Um, But now all of a sudden it's like give up everything. And you do that, you get the quarterback. I still say you get the quarterback, but you're going to need linemen to block for him. The offensive line needs to get better if you're trying to win a championship. The secondary needs to get better if you're trying to win a championship. Um. You start looking at oh, the running back room has to get better if you are trying to win a championship based on the way Kyle likes to run his offense, the way they want to put these around here. There are things that have to get better to really win and win at that clip and compete and get it done. You give all that stuff away for one guy, how you, you can't, you're not going to be able to build it up. And I think that you're good enough at the quarterback position to get that done, get to get those other things. Yes, 
look to upgrade it um, because you can based on the contract you set up. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But don't give up everything. But that's, that's, that's why I think it's more I think it's more important to focus on those other aspects of it. Because you get the shine, but you lose Trent. Then what? Um, you you then, and if, if K-1 is gone, and you lose Jason Verrett, so now you got to find a corner. you got to find two corners, a safety, that's a playmaker. Um, and remember, you won't have the money because you're letting these guys go. You don't have draft, draft picks. There is a salary cap. To go out and get really good players, you're going to have to pay top dollars for top games, correct? Yeah. Because you, and now you have, so everybody's going to have to be a free agent, but you won't have money. You won't, you won't be able to afford the, the, the high-end players. So you're going to be getting the, the, the second-tier, third-tier guys because you don't have draft picks, the high-end draft picks, because you gave those guys away. So in the draft, you're going to have to be getting the second-tier, third-tier guys. Free agency, you're going to get the second-tier, third-tier guys. How do you expect to win a championship building your squad like that? that, that so that's why I think it's more important to just to, to, you've identified some guys that are playing really well. I, get those guys and, and keep adding to it as opposed to, um, going all in on one guy. That's that's my fault. But now I'm going to stop and turn this over to the man who would would trade his daughter, <laughs> wife, and grandmother to Houston for Deshaun Watson. What do you think? No, well, look, look, I, 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 I think that Trent Williams ha- has to be the priority for this off season, right? All things considered, right? I think Trent Williams needs to be to be the priority. You you need to have a guy there. Um, at left tackle, who can protect your quarterback, whoever that is, right? Whether it's Jimmy, whether it's somebody, whether it's Josh Rosen, whether it's somebody else, right? Anybody else, right? You need you need that guy there. And then um, also, look, there's there's some pieces on that defense that are going to have to be either retained or replaced. And so, yeah, of course you 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 look at that. Um, but I'm with you. You always want to upgrade. And and my stance has not changed on Watson. I mean, if you got a chance to to get a guy now, now keep in mind like. I like within reason, right? Like, I, like I'm not one for for just trading, you know, everybody for Watson, and then he comes back, and then he this this team is bare bones of of what it is, you know. Like originally, like I said, I said, uh, who did I say? I said Bosa and a one, right? Bo, or Bosa in, in two ones, right? Is what I said originally, right? And I walked it back to Bosa and a one. But you know, if if we go back to the table and 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 the Texans say, give me Bosa and two ones, then I'd, I'd probably pull the plug uh, on that trade, but that said, I think, um, I mean, obviously, you got to take care of home first. If if you have, if you have, you know, concerns about, um, you know, some other positions, then I mean, you certainly got to, you certainly have to look at it. Um, and so you that, don't have concerns about other uh, other positions. You don't. You don't. I mean, do, do you actually think that? Do you think that the Niners will be in position to? Win a championship. Uh, if you don't bring back Trent Williams, if you don't bring back Jason Verrett, if you don't bring back Quan, um, but you get you get um, Deshaun Watson, and you have no draft picks, you have no first rounders um, or second rounders for the next two to three years, and and you could possibly lose either Fred Warner or Kittle. Well, yeah, I mean that that that's my whole point, right? Like you don't you don't give up 
everything, right? And so I think that I think they'd be in a a better position, obviously, by keeping Trent Williams and 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 keeping Jimmy and keeping K Wan as opposed to Deshaun coming here with nothing, right? Like he he'll he'll be in the same situation. Like Deshaun coming to coming here in the same situation as he was in Houston doesn't yeah. do anything but make us Houston West. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? So, so Deshaun, that Adam, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Brother Radio. Thank you, and thank <laughs> you for saying that out loud. I've been waiting. I didn't want to say it because I think everyone should keep hearing me say the same thing. But I'm glad you said it, and hopefully they listen to it. Yeah. So exactly, so you're going to get Deshaun and have a really good quarterback with nothing around him, and you still won't be able to win a championship. Yeah. So, so that, my whole thing is Houston West, but. But I also realize this is a different offseason than the Niners faced last season. Like, the reason why the, the expectations were so high, besides the fact that they were just coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, the reason the expectations were so high was because they had pretty much everybody coming back. Like, there was little, mm-hmm. there was little to no decisions to be made in the offseason. This offseason is much different than it was this time last year. And so – you have a whole lot more decisions to make, and with that comes, you know, more money that has to be doled out, and, and some guys are going to price themselves out. Like, you're not going to be able to bring back everybody, right? So you're going to have to make some decisions, and whether it's going to be, all right, I'm going to keep this guy, I'm going to go out in free agency and get that guy, or or I'm going to handle this in the draft, what have you. Like, you have um, you have greatly more decisions to make this offseason than, than you did last year. So I think there's just a whole lot more to discuss, and so – from a John Lynch's standpoint, like the structuring of the roster, uh, is is a is 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 a much taller task this time, this time than it was a, a season ago. Um, and so th- th- that's funny. You, you know, that's funny. See, to me, I don't think so. It's not that difficult. I don't. I don't really think because because guys have done things to make it easy for you. Is is it a very difficult decision to decide whether or not you want to bring back Trent Williams? Yes or no? Well, no. I mean that that should have been in your oh, like okay. the moment you traded for him. That should have been a part of your plans. Like you should have penciled okay. that in. Got it. Got it. Okay. So and that's what I'm saying. His play made it even easier. Correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. Jason Verrett. J- Jason Verrett. The time that he spent, the rehab, all the stuff. You, you, the 49ers know every single thing about this guy's history, his injury history, his rehab, his getting back to this point. What it's taking for him, where he is, conditionalized, all of these things. They know because they are the guys that help him get to this point. And then you saw a healthy Jason Barrett play like Jason Barrett. He made it easy. That's an easy decision. So that's what I'm saying. Well, it's yeah, I, I'll, I'll say that because, I mean, and also you invested in him, right? Like he came yeah. there and he had, he had some injuries, but you still worked with him. You still saw that he got back on the field. And then once he got back on the field, you're able to reap some of those benefits. But with that said, like, John Lynch wasn't the only one that saw JV have a good season last year, right? Oh, oh no, so, okay, but I, I, I guess that. But what I'm saying, it's not a hard decision to say that this is the guy that we want to bring back. Is that, and since that's the guy that you want to bring back, you make him an offer based on, you know, way, the way he plays, how he's graded out, and, and where he's going. And like I said, the advantage that you have is that you've already invested in his rehab. You know where his injuries are. You know what he can do. And you can be honest.
honest when he and his agents about all of these things and put together a deal that is that can be beneficial to everyone. And I don't believe he wants to go anywhere. Of course he wants to get paid, but he doesn't want to go anywhere. And there is something remember, this is an organization that gave him an opportunity to get back. And it's an organization that he knows is a good one with a chance to win a championship where he that he can be a part of. So that's what I'm saying. These are easy decisions. Juice. That's an easy decision. I want you on my team, Juice. So I'm going to make you an offer. You're already the highest paid guy. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to knock you up, you know, 10%, 20%, something like that. We're going to pay you more. We're going to give you a deal. We're going to be fair, more than fair, uh, because this is this is your one spot. That's e- it's easy. If I like you, you can come back. That, that's a take it or leave it. That's what I'm saying. That it's it's not it's this is not difficult. Everyone's saying I, I get what because you have these free agents, because you have these guys up, um, it looks like there's a lot to do, but some lot to do, but some of these decisions are really easy. Yeah, I, I understand that's that it's easy. not it's not difficult, but it's also conditional, right? Like it's like the Niners aren't just bidding against themselves, A and B. Oh, no, they don't agreed. even they don't agreed. even know what the salary cap is gonna be. Right. So like there's there's all these things to configure. So like the easy ones, like, yeah, like like we can all call that. But I think it's the not so easy calls is where John Lynch makes his money. Right. And and that's where that's kind of when you were that's kind of where you were win a championship in terms of your depth. And, and those other guys that are going to be contributors that may not be as obvious to uh, to to the naked eye. And and so, and you know, how, from, you know that you stand, that from that standpoint, like <laughs> I, I think there is more on Lynch. No, you know, you know how you build that depth. You don't give away all your draft picks. <laughs> that's how you give. That's how you get that depth. Because you know, how, you know how you build that depth. You know how you do things. Because if you have a, you have a second rounder or a first rounder, it's like, wait, you know what? We really, the guys that are on that chart right now are not. You know, that, that's a really good linebacker, but we don't, we we don't need a linebacker. Period. That's a really good tight. We don't need a tight end. Guess what? How about we trade that two? And we give get ourselves, we get ourselves, you know, another a lower two. We pick up a three this year and a three the following year, or we pick up a five the following year, and that's that's how you build your roster. That's because you you start to get these extra selections, but you got to have draft capital to do that. That that's the part of it that that everybody keeps forgetting. I keep saying I'm not trying. Everybody is so focused on winning this Super Bowl. We're going to win. We get the show. We're going to win next year and all this stuff. I still remember that this team has had, in the last 10 years, you've had more losing seasons than winning seasons. I'm trying to let's build a consistent winner, not a one-hit wonder, because that's what this has been, a, a one-hit wonder. So you got to figure out a way to that's what I want us to do. Let's fix that. Um, speaking of draft picks, this one came from <laughs> at Carolina Niner. Apparently, Nick Wright from from FS1, uh, from First Things First, uh, put out a blockbuster proposed trade, a four team trade, um, which looks more NBA than NFL, if you ask me. But yeah, um, that ain't that ain't happening. <laughs> but I mean, it's. I mean, it's show fodder, if nothing else. Um, all right, so let's just 
All right, four team trade. Okay, so it's, it's follow, okay. follow, so follow me here. Follow me here. So you got the Jets, the Niners, the Seahawks, and the Texans. Um, the Jets get Russell Wilson. The Seahawks get Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Bosa, uh, the first a first round pick from the Jets, okay. and a first round pick from the Niners in next year's draft. The, okay. the Niners get Deshaun Watson. The Texans get Sam Darnold. Uh, the second overall pick from the Jets in this year's draft, the twelfth overall pick from the Niners in this year's draft, the thirty-fourth overall pick from the Jets, and a first-round pick from the Jets in next year's draft. Um, just off top, <laughs> I don't hate to burst any bubbles here. Just off top, uh, I mean it looks more NBA than NFL to me. So from that standpoint, I don't know <laughs> that it's going to work. And then secondly. I just don't see the Niners and the Seahawks getting in bed to help one another out. Um, and so from that, I, I think I automatically I automatically would, would shut it down there because if you look yeah. at it, like the Niners are sending Jimmy and Bosa and a first to the Seahawks. Um, and like, that right there, I've already told you, Deshaun Watson is not worth three. Draft well, see, this is not. this is where this this is where we kind of differ, right? Because all right, all right, for just so just I'm just gonna hit this just from a Niners perspective, right? Niners get Deshaun Watson in return. Okay. They tr- they trade Jimmy G, Nick Bosa. Uh, they're first in this year's draft, and they're they're first in next year's draft, right? So that's two first round uh-huh. picks, and then uh-huh. Bosa and Jimmy G, right? So you want to so it. you say Bosa's Bosa's the first round pick, so Got three it. first, right? And Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. So just that, just that alone, if like I may be inclined to doing that, but okay. the thing, the thing, the thing that turns that turns me off from this is that they will be staying in the division. So I, I don't. See, I was just about to point that out to you. You do realize, number one, you got rid of Bosa. You have to. You have to. Um, well, that, that's why yeah. I would. That's why I would say no. But if that would like, like yeah, let's just gotta, say that was just the trade to Houston. Like, let's just say it was a straight up trade to Houston, and that's what I would give up. Then I may sign off on that. No, no. Mm-mm. Okay, I got it. I got it. But this, this trade right here is ridiculous. First of all, you're not going <laughs> to trade both within your division. You're yeah, you're not going to trade both within your division. That's a that's a question that I asked before when everyone was like, okay, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. And Russell is a cheaper um, price tag. I was like, I would take Russell Wilson in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm also not sure why the Jets are trying to get rid, of, or why the Seahawks would be trying to get rid of Russell Wilson. That that's a little bizarre to me. Um, um, well, a lot of it, a lot of it is just where you are with with the organization is how you feel, and then um, how he is with the organization. And you know, I've always told you, Pete Carroll is a young players coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, after a while, you've heard you've heard everything that he has to say, and he's a raw guy, and 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 he's a storyteller, and all these things. And after a while, you've heard them all. So it's a question of where you where you are within that. Yeah, but no um, no one's drank more of the Kool Aid than Russ. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, I, f- well, I feel like well, he's a he like he's a spokesperson for that whole culture there now, at times. Now listen to what, so listen to what you just said. So you're saying no one's drinking more of the Kool-Aid um, or no, has anyone actually done their job and been the spokesperson as the face of the franchise as well as. And that's the thing. 
there's this assumption that Russell is that that Kool-Aid guy. But remember, Russell's there. Russell wins. But no, no one has won more football games since, they, since Russell's been in the league than Russell. This, this dude wins. He's a winner. So the things around his organization, the things they put in place, it works. He believes it. It, it, it works in doing all these things. And he presents himself the way you want the face of the organization to present itself. When your colors, it's, uh, yeah, everybody else hates Russell. Russell's corny. Russell's this. Russell's that. <laughs> it's the Bill, it's the Bill Romanowski factor. Everybody hates um, Bill Romanowski. They absolutely loved him. Yeah, I played with him. You, you love the guy. He's on your side. That's the thing with Russell. He's, everybody thinks Russell's corny. This, that, another, blah, blah, blah. I see everybody high fiving him when he's making plays on third ball. So that it, it, it's how you look at it. So, but I I, I would take I, and, and you hurt you hurt the Seahawks within your division, your biggest rival within your division. So that I was like, I would take Russell over Deshaun, especially if I didn't have to give up everything. But this deal right here, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way that anyone involved in trade decisions, personnel decisions, should keep their job if they trade Bosa to someone in the division. Yeah, that, you, you that, can't, you can't, you can't trade him within the division. Yeah, if he's a free agent, he goes there. There's nothing you can do. If you trade him within the division, yeah, I'm not, I'm uh, not, he I, I'm not down for that. I, I would not sign off on that. Absolutely not. Absolutely no, no, not. no way, no, no way, no. no. But, but, I, I, but see, I can't. I'm not. Well, you know what? I'm not even gonna do that. Everyone, you guys listen. I'm not gonna make you listen to it again. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know you guys. You guys can disagree. I'm cool with disagreeing. I just want you to point out. That's all I keep trying to point out. You keep getting rid of all of these first round picks, and that that's three picks. If you're gonna give up, if you're gonna give up the number two pick that you have, a guy who has a chance to be a generational player, he has a chance to be as good a pass rusher of anybody we've ever seen um, in his league. Uh, from what he's shown his entire life, he's always been that dude. I don't know why he wouldn't be that dude now. That, that, that's all I've ever seen from Bosa. You're going to give him away. You're going to give away these other first. I want to know how how are you going to build a team um, in the in the short term be able to get you that quarter to get you that quarterback that I mean that's going to give you all the other pieces that you need to win that championship and then if it hasn't happened in the next two three years how many people have will already soured how is it going to be on him when well he didn't come and that's the part I keep thinking about as well when you make all of these concessions to get this guy you put this big price tag on him expectation comes with that and if you don't live up to those expectations, that's a whole different issue. Mm-hmm. That because Deshaun Watson is going to be expected to be Steve Young, Joe Montana, when he comes to the fourth time. He he right? is. He is. Yeah, he is. No, I mean, he he comes here. I'm I'm expecting super Super Bowls. Yes, yeah, Super Bowls. P- plural. And, and, and plural. Wait, wait, and you don't mean and you don't mean. A, a, a slow crescendo to Super Bowls. You're expecting the Niners to be in Super Bowls. Hit, you hit the ground, hit the ground running, hit the ground running. Everybody believes he's going to do for the Niners what Tom Brady did for the Buccaneers. Hey, Correct? Why not? But why not? That's that's the expectation, and that's and, and the issue with that is that you won't have the other pieces. That, that's why I'm saying you can't give up Bosa. <laughs> you can't you can't give up Bosa to get him. You can't give up Fred Warren to get him. And I, I told you, I, but I but I can't give you. I'm not giving you. I'm not giving you three ones. I can give you two ones and Kittle. 
I can win a Super Bowl without without the best tight end in the league. Just like I can win a court, I can win a Super Bowl without the best quarterback in the league. Very true. But I do need a good one. I, I need a good one. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> this was fun. Uh, we yeah, got to it. We got to it. One. We got to as many as we could. You guys keep them coming. We love the uh, interaction. Love being able to answer. Uh, you know these questions on the air provides uh, some some great banter between us as well. Um, so yeah, keep them coming. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at R Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. Make sure you continue to download, subscribe, and review. Uh, if we didn't get to your question or if we tabled it. Then of course we uh it, it's it's in the plans to to get back to it or, or, or get to the next one. Um, so that about do it for this one. Uh, y'all be safe. Um, uh-huh. it is well right now as we're recording this, it's Fat Tuesday. But uh, by the time y'all get this, it'll be Wednesday. But uh, y'all be safe out there. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your family. Enjoy, enjoy this time. Uh, and and appreciate all of your support uh, from my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.